it's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. If you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram at all.pacers and on Twitter at all underscore pacers. Uh, this is our first one we've done in a, in a couple weeks. Yeah. Glad to be back. We're in a new recording location. We've, yeah, we've you, you said back. We're, we've never been here before. Well, yeah, we're we're now here. Yes. We're back in the pod in a new place. Yes. We're not by the pool. We're in this uh, creepy courtyard next to an abandoned lot. So. Yes, uh, in the middle of the night. So if you yeah, just... Yeah, it is, it is dark out. There's noises. There's a uh, conveniently placed wood wind chimes right here. The fence clangs randomly. So we're just getting in the mood for Halloween over here. Yes. <laughs> Ready for the holidays. Uh, it's almost fall. And a truck just drove by, but there was no truck. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, it's almost fall, so bear with me if my voice sounds crackly. The wi- the weather's changing. There's leaves falling. I'm allergic to everything. So. Oh, samezies. Yeah, dealing with it over here. But uh, Jack, how how's it feel to be back um, in a new place? Oh, dude, it's been it's so good. I uh, honestly look forward to the podcast every week more than most things. Did you get up to anything cool? On our we- off weeks, um, yeah, we, uh, my wife and I introduced a new Pacers fan to the world. Oh, really? Yeah, I got a son. Oh, so I've been a little busy. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, in case you didn't know, we have a kid now. I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I assume you named him T.J. Victor Boomer. Uh, no, we thought about it. Actually, I, I'm not even kidding. I've wanted to name him uh, Victory. Um. And last second, I because th- I thought like, oh, he could go by Vic. That's pretty cool. Victory last second shot. Victor, no, well, something like Johnny Victory, something I don't know. We, we would have figured it out, but last minute I was like, ah, that's kind of a lame name. So we we went a different direction. Um, I'm not gonna say his name on the podcast right now, but uh, it's a good name, and it's not named after a pacer. Uh, saying you went in a different direction, pretty funny for those who know the name. Yes. Um. That that is funny, yes, <laughs> um, but we're not gonna give anything away. So yeah, we had a kid, um, <laughs> and haven't been super active on Instagram because, believe it or not, having a kid's a lot of work. So um, we'll get back to the routine once we figure out this parenting thing. Not me and Jeremy. I, I know I'm saying I'm <laughs> saying we, but uh, me and my wife. So um, yeah, thanks for bearing with us. And but Jeremy, the point is, I'm just excited to be back and doing this podcast. Yeah, me too. How about you, Breezy? Oh, Breezy's not here. Oh, shoot. You know why? <laughs> do you, do you want to tell why? <laughs> well, we made plans to do this podcast today, and then... He and it was foolproof. It was foolproof. Literally, no more than seven hours ago, and he forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so we went ahead and kicked it off while we're waiting on him to show up here, so hopefully he gets here soon. I don't know how we move on without a start of the day, so... We could always make something up, but you know what this reminds me of is... Uh, the inside the NBA TNT crew, Ernie, Kenny, Shaq, and Charles Barkley, when they were doing the show the other day, and Shaq just walked into the set. Yes. <laughs> so I'm kind of hoping it's the same thing. I'm I'm hoping we can roast them a little bit. I mean, we're nice guys, so who knows? But uh, he definitely deserves it. And you know what? Right now, uh, if you're listening, you should hear the stat of the day. We might end up putting this in. If not, we'll just move on to the rest of the podcast. So it's it's really um, hazy to us right now, but you know we'll figure it out one day what to edit in here. All right, well, much like Shaq on the TNT show, Breezy has swaggered in <laughs> to the building. He mm. is here. It's mm. not a building. It's a weird courtyard. <laughs> it's, a, it's a spooky courtyard. Yeah, but he is crickets. here. Yeah, what's your excuse? 
my excuse was my child was just born. <laughs> Crap. What's my excuse going to be now? <laughs> and I was helping him fill out a job application. Oh. The kid? That's important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Important. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you sure you want to say that on this podcast? We don't want Child Protective Services to come through. If why, you're already why would CPS be mad at me for helping my child get a job? I think I'm being a good father. Your child <laughs> was just born, right? Yeah, but he was gestating for a long time. <laughs> He's got a beard. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like a young 32. <laughs> he was gestating Gosh. for a while. He's older Ooh. than you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Man, science is crazy. You'd be surprised what they do today. <laughs> Anyways. Hey, cue that music. You just had a baby. It's 32. Here's a stat of the day for you. That's pretty good. It rhymed. Wow. It's crazy that it. we had that song on cue that uh, <laughs> yeah, already talks about a 32-year-old baby and segues into the stat of the day. We made that weeks ago. Yeah. It's crazy what they can do with technology it's these crazy. days. <laughs> Anyways, do you guys know where you were February 11th, 2013? Uh, what day of the week was it? Oh God, I gotta pull up my calendar. Here you go back, here you go back, <laughs> here you go all the way to 2013. Well, come on, you know not to ask him the what day it was. Question. It was a uh, Monday, Monday night, 7 p.m., 2013. Where were you? Uh, probably at home watching some Pacers basketball. E- yes, same. Well, if you're anything like me, you were in Indianapolis watching the Blue and Gold get back to their losing ways, oh, unfortunately. No, <laughs> Wait, 2013, can we try to guess the player? Uh, I'll give you one guess each. Okay, twenty. you go first. Paul George. What's your guess? Um, 2013, 2013. I'm going to guess Andrew Bynum. Mm, that would have been a great one. I think I already gave out the only stat that Andrew <laughs> oh, Bynum you did, didn't you? <laughs> ever played for the Pacers is one game. Yeah. Uh, no, it was neither of those guys. Uh, but Paul George did play in this game. Oh. This game also featured George, Gerald Wallace. Alden almost called him George Wallace. <laughs> that would have been a horrible mistake. Yes. <laughs> Reggie Evans, Brooke Lopez, Joe Johnson, and C.J. Watson. That was the uh, Brooklyn Nets starting lineup. But this... Player. Oh, hey, C.J. Watson, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, yeah. that's right. Not a friend of making threes in the playoffs. Oh, jeez. Cut it out. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> the player that we're focusing on is the artist formerly known as Jeff Pendergraft. <laughs> oh, no. He is now known as Jeff Ayers. Uh, yeah, I... Uh, that right? Ares? When you said, I've always said Ares. When you said Pendergraph, I thought, oh, I wonder what Jeff Ayers is up to. It is that the same guy? Yeah, he changed his name. Oh, I don't know why, but he changed his name. Well, good for him. To Jeff Ayers, uh, with a Y. And in this game, though, he had a double double. He had 14 points and 10 rebounds, and an assist. Unfortunately. That great effort and a plus 10 in only 17 minutes was not enough to lift the Pacers over what now looks like a horrible Nets team, <laughs> but I think actually made the playoffs. Well, I, it sounds like we need to change his name to Jeff Air Gor- or Air Jordan. Jeff Air Gordon? <laughs> Jeff Air's Jordan. Air, Jeff Air's Jordan. Eric Gordon, former Hoosier. 
think I was thinking of Super Gonzo from Oh, you were Sesame thinking Street. Jeff Gordon is what you were thinking. I was thinking a lot of things. You were, yeah. It was just a big I'm just thinking of Gordon from Sesame Street. <laughs> He's great. He's oh, nice yeah. Guy. I remember Gordon. He was one of the people, right? Yeah, he's a he's a person. Well, no, they were all puppets. He just looked like a person. <laughs> Jeremy, I will give you five dollars right now if you tell me what team Jeff Ayers went to after Indy. Let me tell you. The uh, T Wolves. It is the Phoenix Suns, right, Austin? No. no. <laughs> Who did he go to? He went to the Spurs. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you were looking at it. Oh no! I was I was doing it through memory. I think maybe Miles Plumley went to the Suns yeah, after. If there's anything. It, we've it was one of those tonight. It's that you shouldn't be remembering <laughs> things. <laughs> it was one of those white sinners that sat at the end of our bench, and I, it was probably Miles Plumley. Jeff Ayers is not white. <laughs> oh well, then I definitely don't remember this white <laughs> either. <laughs> Why? I just I can't remember. Well, I can't say I was expecting a Jeff Ayers stat today, but I'm excited to have it. Uh, I was. You. I was expecting it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, just very wanted very that to be known. You're very welcome. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> uh, let's let's go on to a bubble moment of since we last did this. Yeah, I've liked been the a couple bubble weeks. moment of the three weeks. Yeah? Two weeks. Jack, what do you got? Um. So, wait, how far back are we allowed to go? To the last one. Okay. So, like, three weeks back? Yeah. All right, that's good. So, I'm going to go till uh, like, a few hours ago. When oh, okay. Ines uh, uh, Cantor and Marcus Smart were by the pool um, wrestling each other to try to push each other into the pool. And I just looked at it from the Celtics organization perspective and thought, um, this is the dumbest thing I would hate if my players were doing this. <laughs> wrestling poolside, uh, trying to push the other person in um, when they're in the playoffs right now. Um, I, I bet there's been a lot of chicken games going on down there. Oh, that would be fun. Ooh, that's a, I would almost this guarantee would be a great it. game. Uh, best chicken duo left in the playoffs right now. Left in the playoffs? Yeah. You'd have to have a big guy because you never know how deep into the pool this is going to go. Like, it could move all around. Uh, it's It's got to be Jokic and Murray. Yeah. Really? You oh, want I'd Murray be afraid. I think, no, I think it's Jokic and Millsap. Oh, oh that's boy. not a bad But There's some big boys right there. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't want like a Dwight Howard and because I don't I don't think LeBron I don't think duo. here's what would happen if Dwight Howard was like carrying you. He would like let go of your legs to tickle <laughs> the other person playing chicken. <laughs> I don't think anybody is pushing Jokic over, and I think Millsap no. he's got the strength. He's gonna he's gonna knock the other guy down. Okay, so you don't want like you don't think a Jimmy Butler duo is gonna gonna. My win? second choice would be. Jimmy on Bam because I don't think they. Yeah. Jimmy would refuse to lose. Yeah. He would drown before admitting he lost. All right, and then worst uh, conference finals duo. Um, oh, actually, I got a good one. Uh, KCP on Alex Caruso. Ooh, interesting. That's a good one. Breezy. Uh, I'll I would just say something oh, like <laughs> Nikola Jokic on Jamal Murray because. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal Murray would he's, sink. He's instantly. riding him like in the horse races he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my my first thought for worst was uh, Taco Fall on Carson Edwards. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yeah, Carson Edwards is probably going to die in that situation though. So it's, it's Taco Fall is pretty thin though. He's thin, but like it's dude, all bone this, density. If it goes into the five foot end of the pool, like Carson Edwards <laughs> is covered he's up, can't drown. breathe. Yeah. And he has the weight of Taco Fall on his shoulder. So anyway. That that was my favorite bubble moment of the week was uh, 
them being hooligans and <laughs> trying to push each other into the pool. That's probably you, Celtics. You probably you might like see that though because there were reports that Marcus Smart was yelling at people after game two. Yeah, it's good they were they're in it. They're having fun. Getting with each some other camaraderie. Again. Yeah, you're right. I I loved seeing that. <laughs> good point, you guys. No wrong with a little wrestling. <laughs> uh, my bubble moment is a pretty obvious one. It is Bam Adebayo's game-saving block on Jason Tatum. A all-time great defensive play in the playoffs for sure. Incredible play. Loved watching that. Better than Roy Hibbert's block on Carmelo Anthony? Ten times. Yeah. <laughs> ten yes, times better. Way better. <laughs> Not ten times better. His wrist should have broken. Like, how is it? It was his offhand. It's It was halfway down in the basket. He pulled it out. You're right. Jason Tatum is, is so incredible. strong. He's so strong. I don't know what you're doing right now. He's so strong, dude. You're right. His wrist should have broken. Hey, if you think he's so strong, maybe you should marry him. <laughs> I'd watch that wedding. <laughs> well, you'd have to. You guys would be invited, right? Would yeah. you not go? Yeah, it's COVID, though. I don't know if I would go. I'm just you saying. You wouldn't go would to my wedding. Would you video I hope record you would your own wedding? I hope you would stream no. it. No. Well, yeah, I wouldn't personally, but I'd hire someone to. Would you wear a GoPro on your forehead during the ceremony? <laughs> if you guys decided not to go, I'd wear a GoPro, but not give you guys access. I'm okay find with a stream. That. I can It'll be on buffs. It'll be on buff streams or, one, or two, OnlyFans. One, two, three movies. <laughs> one of the two. Yeah. Ooh, new OnlyFans idea. You just video weddings. It's just weddings. Oh. Get an OnlyFans the for OnlyFans isn't all naughty. I don't I, think. I know. That's what I'm saying. I oh, think okay. people would be into that. Get some get just ran, random wedding videos. Like you think I should put my wedding videos on OnlyFans? I think you could look into it. <laughs> then you could say you have an OnlyFans. Good. <laughs> Speaking of OnlyFans, Breezy, what's your Yo, bubble moment? I got to say, this bubble moment of the week, I'm only a big fan of these Cinderella Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Should have guessed that one. How can you – I don't know how you can not love this Nuggets team. A lot of heart, just a lot of fighting spirit, grit. I will say they're my second favorite team in the NBA. I was they, a day one Jokic guy. I've been in on him for a long time. But Man. you've been a Jokic fan longer than any of my other friends. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's up for debate. But uh, <laughs> Well, I, to be fair, I was more of a Jokic fan before one of our friends had even decided he was a Nugget fan. Yeah. So and We won't name him either. The uh, You know, my bubble moment, I might need to change it to that, like, 24 hours immediately following the Nuggets game seven against them. Yeah. Because – uh, NBA Twitter, NBA Reddit was just on fire. I mean, there were a lot of good stories coming about coming out about the team. It was a fun time. I saw um, one of those like Funko. Is that what it's called? Funko. Yeah, those, Funko. Yeah, those uh, those like little action figure things. It was a Paul George one, and then someone goes, "Oh shoot, it's so true," because it said choking hazard on it <laughs> on the bottom. <laughs> uh, my favorite story to come out of that time was uh, it was a story out of Game Two where. Paul George had thrown a ball down low to Montrezl Harrell, who was double covered. And then when they went to timeout following after the turnover and the other team scored, they went to the timeout. Paul George was like, hey, man, you need to catch that ball. And Montrez is like, why are you throwing it to me? I'm double teamed. I was never going to get it. And Paul George was like, no, no, no. It was a great pass. You should have caught it. And Montrez comes back with, you know what? You're right. Nobody can tell you nothing. <laughs> and then they got really mad at each other. And lost that game. And lost the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out former Cardinal Montrose Harrell. Amen. Hey, and just let me address this. Hey, the Cards are doing a great job 
the the uh, coming back at these NCAA allegations. We'll get into it later. Yes, we will get into it later. Um, and can I add one thing? I ordered a Montrez Harrell uh, signed card the, uh, a few months ago, and it finally came in the mail. It oh, was, nice. It was like three bucks. So I have I have a Montrez Harrell. You think card. the value on that has gone up or down? Uh, the card market has recently crashed. So it is gone. Wait, really? It's not doing so well anymore. Uh, I just I've sold some cards recently, um, like those, but like the high value cards have come down. I uh, wonder if the card market is anything is like a foreshadowing for the housing market. Ooh, we need some data from 2008 card market. Yeah, the, if we could look into that for next week. I'll look into it, and also the, the housing, housing market, market will come down at some point. The yes. housing market is That's like a great prediction. right now. <laughs> And so if there was a card bust right before the housing market bust, we'll know. <laughs> sell, sell, sell your sell. houses. <laughs> yes, I, I wish I sold all my cards before. But anyway. All right. Those are our bubble moments. Uh, if you see anything cool over the until the next podcast, hit us up. Let us know. Maybe it'll be our bubble moment of the week next time. In the meantime, let's get to some Pacers talk. All right. Let's talk some Pacers basketball here. So we've had some time since the season ended and as everyone who is a regular listener knows jack loves lists i love lists so what we have for you right now is our final player rankings for the season top to bottom jack take it away yeah jeremy uh i'm so excited to give my list of uh best pacers players this season and i'm sure your list is very close to this um and you're just gonna you know if you if you like where this player is you're just gonna encourage where he's at? No, what's that's not the right word. I'll encourage you. <laughs> yeah, just give me some encouragement. Uh, That'll be a nice change of pace for the podcast. I yes. usually <laughs> discourage you. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I guess we could look at this as like if I have a player way higher than you would expect him to be, then you can just pump the brakes on me. Um, but I have a feeling you're going to cut the brakes loose on a lot of these. All so. right, that sounds good. Um, First of all, I think uh, number one player on the list for the Pacers this year is a given. He was an all-star, had great numbers, averaged a double-double, plus averaged five assists a game, our uh, point center. Actually starting at the top. Oh, starting at the top. Yes. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, oh, did, were we going to go bottom to top? Well, I said top to bottom, but I didn't know which way you were going to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to start at the top this time. All right, let's do it. So I have our best player as Demonis Sabonis. Uh, Any surprise there? No, easy agree. Yeah. Uh, TJ Warren really made a case towards the end. <laughs> That's true. If we had done this list a mere month ago, <laughs> you would have put him as the all-time best pacer, I think. I mean, just the way I was feeling, yeah, for <laughs> sure. This this is why it's good that we waited a few weeks because it's like allowed me to um, let this list marinate for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you just need to cool down a bit. Yeah, because you know how I am. I, I like to overreact, but I'm a Pacers fan and uh, – as a sports fan, I, I do tend to overreact. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's just not always the best mix, but it's fun. So, I did do that, and when you s- when you question my uh, my tactics going from top to bottom, I actually thought, wait, it might actually be better go bottom to top. So, let's just know that Sabonis <laughs> is first, and then let's go from bottom to top now, okay? Okay. So, um, our worst player this year, and we have two, four, six. We have 19 players that I have listed on here. Okay. Um, 17 players that have played a minute. Um, so I'm just going to start with number 19. That's Monte Ellis. Oh, yes. Um, I have him below my 18th player because Monte Ellis not only played zero games for the Pacers, but got paid by the play- by the Pacers. Yeah, just a real detriment to the team yeah, all around. So, so he was on the roster, and since he was getting paid, I mean, just 
that's the worst case scenario. But final season, we're paying him, correct? Yeah. Uh. Well, I have my uh, my my list right here, and no, actually, we're paying him through 2021. He is set to make Jeremy a total of where's his number right here? Two million two hundred forty-five thousand four hundred. And um, I also lied. He's getting paid through 2022, so we're paying him uh, 2.24 million for next season and the season after that. So we're locked into that Monte Ellis uh, contract for a bit, whatever. I mean, it's not that much money. It's not what you like. It would be nice to be able to have that money to pay like a TJ McConnell or a Justin holiday in free agency this year. I don't know if that's going to be the case. So, and that's all because of Monte Ellis's contract. So yeah, I have him at number 19, Jeremy. Do you have a guess of who my 18th best player is for the Pacers this year? Real quick though, just congrats to Monte Ellis on getting paid one more year. <laughs> You're going to be another valuable asset on our team. Two more years. <sighs> Two more years. <laughs> I just wanted to be over. Yeah, which actually is great for the 18th player. What do you What do you think about the Pacers stretching his contract? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this two million down to like a hundred thousand a year for the next 20 or hey, 30 years. For the sake of the joke and the sake of content, um, let's just extend him for the rest of the franchise uh, future. Yeah, and just pay him and his kids in perpetuity. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, let's do it. Um, so, yeah, Monte Ellis 19th because he didn't play um, because he's not on the team but got paid. Number 18, I have uh, Jack Brown, myself. Oh. Because I Above did not, Monte Ellis. Above Monte Ellis because I didn't p- play for the Pacers and the Pacers didn't pay me. So, that, I already benefit – the Pacers are better off with how I was uh, – playing for their team this year than how Monte Ellis was playing for their team this year. Really, that's just a that's a plug and go with any Pacers fan. You go if you're listening right now, you belong in that spot. That spot well, no, is no, no, for no. you. No. Oh, it's just you. No, just me. I made this list. I'm 18th. I'm the 18th best player on the Pacers this year. All right. Well, sorry fans. <laughs> Jack is better than you at basketball. Hey, but if you're listening, you can be 19th and we can bump Monte Ellis down to 20th. That's more of a uh, even number anyways. So. That's only fair. It's yeah, only fair. Yeah, that's a, that's a good place for him. The 20 players in 2020. Yeah, that's good. Um, so Monte Ellis is 20th. All of you listening at home and Jeremy and Austin, you guys are 19th. Uh, I am 18th, Jack Brown, which brings us to number 17, Jeremy. And uh, this is one of your favorite players of all time from the Louisville Cardinals, uh, Brian Bowen. Oh, I didn't uh, get to guess. Oh, well, I, I gave that. you a great hint. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Um, yeah, Brian Bowen is on this list at 18, um, I mean 17, because he barely played, and when he did, he was okay. I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't want him playing in important minutes for he's the Pacers. He's good, good in the G League. Yeah, he was good. In, he had, a, what, average 17 points a game in yeah. the G League this year, so maybe he's just a G League player. There's always a chance that he'll find a role in the NBA somewhere, and who knows, maybe Brian Bowen can have that kind of career for going forward because he was supposed to be really good coming into college. His whole career was derailed because of a scandal. Um, also, Louisville, as a college in a lot of ways, was uh, their hopes were derailed because of Brian Bowen and the scandal. So, hey, I'll go ahead and I'll address it. You know, I think what the university did today was really smart. They argued that because the FBI said that the school was defrauded, the NCAA can't come in and then say that the school benefited at the same time. <laughs> it's a really good argument. So now the NCAA has to argue with the FBI, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> so great move by the school. Really looking forward to hopefully not having as bad of 
penalties coming down. But knowing the NCAA, they do whatever they want, yeah. and they're probably going to cancel the basketball program. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, double jeopardy, that, that should come into play in this. You can't be accused for the same crime twice, right? Well, different crimes every time. Yeah, that's true. But we are arguing it the same way as Kansas does. So. Oh, and they can just keep doing their so thing. So if they say Kansas is fine, then they should have to say that we're fine. But again, they can do whatever they want to, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, so um, shout out Brian Bowen if you're listening. Uh, we are friends on Xbox Live, by oh, the way. there you go. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. He uh, doesn't accept my friend requests or my invite to play Fortnite. He, we are friends, but he won't invite my... Uh, he won't accept my invite to play Fortnite. Can't imagine why. <laughs> Maybe because he doesn't know who I am. All right. Uh, next on this list, we have um, one of the TJs. Do you want to take a guess of uh, who this could be? I'm going to take a wild guess and say it's TJ Leaf. Yes, it is TJ Leaf at 16th. Um, he is bad. That's fair. Yeah, I'd, I'd say he's one of the worst players in the league, talent-wise. Um, but, hey, if you want a big man that can't finish around the rim – that can sometimes rebound and cannot play defense or shoot, then, yeah, TJ Leaf's your guy. So um, I expect him to be a Nick or a King in the in the coming <laughs> years. Um, well, he'll, be, he'll end up wherever Nate's coaching. <laughs> yeah, he will, huh? Nate well, loves him. Then he'll probably end up in Europe somewhere. So, yeah, TJ Leaf is 16th on this list. All right, and that moves us to number 15, which is my boy, um, Alizé Johnson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're a big fan. I'm a big fan. I, I love his rebounding abilities at his size. Um, I, I like to see him play big men minutes for the Pacers, which he doesn't. And he really doesn't play for the Pacers either. But <laughs> he's, he's, another, he's another really good G League guy. Yeah, he's a really good G League guy. Uh, better than TJ Leaf because he can shoot and he can rebound. And TJ Leaf can rebound. Yeah. So yeah. maybe <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, I have Alizé Johnson there. Played less than TJ Leaf this year, obviously. But um, – wasn't as big of a negative as TJ Leaf True. when he was on the court. So after that, I have Nas Mitrulong. He had one really good game. Yeah. And none of the guys listed below had one really good game. So he's there. Um, and he's he's not a bad player either. He's just not someone the Pacers wanted to develop because of his age. Um, and, and he's not guard depth is ridiculous. Yeah, so. we have yeah so many guards. Um, and especially like that was the loudest bird. What? If it's a bird, could be a spirit. <laughs> it could be a spirit. So, um, yeah, I mean, what, we, we got Aaron Holiday, TJ McConnell, um, and Edmund Sumner, I'm, I mean, and then Oladipo and Brogdon as well. Yep. Oh, and Jeremy Lamb, can't forget about him. So we'll hear all those names here in a minute. Those are all guards that are playing over Nazmi Long. And if you're the Pacers and you have to develop some of your younger players, I mean, you're going to play Sumner and um, Aaron Holiday as many minutes as you can, and that means Nas is going to get no minutes. Yeah. So it's understandable. Anyway, after Nas, so this is – 16, 16, 15, 14. We're at number 13. This is the GOAT, Goga Batadze. Oh, Goga. Yes. This was hard for me to put him down here at 13th because I don't think he's our 13th best player. I think he's higher than that. Then you you could have put him higher. I could have, but for the season, I have him at 13th for performance. Okay, I see your reasoning. Yeah, yeah. so it, it was tough. He had some bad games throughout the season. and really It was a learning year. It was a learning a year. A big one. And he's young. I mean, he's yeah. 19, 20. So he's he's going to figure it out. And he started showing glimpses in the bubble. And I know you think or you thought I was overreacting a little bit in the moment there, which I very well could have been. But I love seeing him block shots, hit shots, and, you know, hustle. So yep. I have him at 13th. But he's probably better than the next few names that I'm naming. All right. I'm excited to hear these names. Okay. 
And uh, this is going to start getting crazy because there is a name up high here, and I know Austin's not going to be happy about it. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what you feel. And I probably gave it away already. But number 12, I have Edmund Sumner. Oh, um, pretty low. I have him low. He he started out really good for, what, five games and then got hurt for a, a long stretch yeah. and just lost his playing time. High-energy guy. Always brought it when he came in off the bench. Yeah, and had some really, really good games in the bubble, um, especially one scrimmage, which I, I know doesn't mean a ton, but it's always great to see glimpses from your young guys. Yes. And um, what wasn't bad – uh, on offense in the bubble and earned minutes in the playoffs. Yeah, he did. I know we only played four minutes or four games, but uh, he earned some. Well, some earned time. minutes, and we wanted more minutes. He didn't even get what we thought he deserved. R- right, and most of that was because the Heat were targeting him defensively, yeah. and our coach isn't. Our coach wasn't smart enough to uh, protect him. They chose uh, Edmund Sumner and the rest of the Pacers over uh, Nate McMillan, <laughs> yep. which was a smart decision. But yeah, uh, Sumner is number twelve on my list, which means. That I have Jakar Sampson at number eleven, is that crazy? Yeah. Wh- where would you, where would you think he would be? Because I drop him down two spots below Goga. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. I especially in the the bubble in the playoffs, he was the second big man on the team. Miles mm-hmm. Turner was at before him, and a lot of those games, Jakar Sampson outshined Miles Turner when he was on the court, and we didn't see a lot of Goga because Jakar Sampson was the guy who was going to be the energy player who's going to grab rebounds and i, I don't mean, miles turner had better games than jakar in all four playoff games well not just playoffs sorry in the no there was at least one game in the in the playoffs where jakar sampson had to have been better than miles right no you really don't think so no not at all um, jakar has flashes and he'll have huge dunks and those stick out in your mind and that's what you're remembering is these highlight plays jakar has yeah there's uh, so the one game i'm thinking of is when jakar had two put back uh, slams yeah. back to back, and Miles had a bad game. But Miles probably that wasn't was. even in the playoffs. Oh, it wasn't. That was the last. <laughs> hey man, game. it's it's been a busy few weeks. Okay, <laughs> so okay, I I mean I could this was tough for me to put him at eleven because Sumner was really good and, and Goga ended up being really good towards the end. It's um, weird that you you keep talking about how bad you feel about putting those other two guys so low and how hard it was to put Jakar so high <laughs> when you could have just switched them. Well, no, that's the thing is like this whole season. I thought the Pacers, when they had Sampson on the court over these other, over Sumner and Goga, were a more competent team. He did give good minutes. I'll yeah. give you that. Um, so you and I guess my point is, you could argue that he's lower. Um, and then this next guy, number ten, you could also argue that he's lower because he didn't play much. It's Jeremy Lamb, but I think it's number ten is a good spot for him when you think about because we're we're a nine man deep rotation. Yeah. Um, when Sabonis is healthy, because obviously Jakar Sampson started getting some minutes in the playoffs because we didn't have uh, center depth. But yeah, uh, Lamb is our 10th player on this list because he got hurt early on. But was, I mean, good through those, what, first 30 or so games? Yeah, no, that's that's a fair place to put him. Yeah. Um, And talent-wise, probably what, like fifth or sixth? Yeah, he would be much higher if he'd played a whole season. Yeah, so um, 10th is low for him, but obviously he didn't play a lot of games. Yeah. and that's Jeremy Lamb. So number nine, this is where you can start guessing. Who do you think the ninth best player in our nine-man rotation is? Aaron Holiday. Oh, I don't have Aaron Holiday at nine. I ended up putting T.J. McConnell down at nine. Oh, he was, it was. I was between those two. Yeah, and I'm telling you right now, if the playoffs didn't happen for the Pacers, um, I would have had T.J. McConnell higher than Aaron Holiday, but. Um, Aaron Holiday playing 
in the playoffs and TJ McConnell not getting minutes just showed me that uh, Aaron Holiday had more trust from the organization, and it probably could have been a bad decision from Nate McMillan. But my point is, I bet those guys know more about basketball than me. I would have loved to see TJ McConnell play more minutes. That was my only question: is what do you, how do you feel about Aaron Holiday not being very good? Yeah, in those minutes. That's true. I mean, he shot really well, um, but TJ McConnell's a better defender. He's a craftier defender. And he facilitates and the he offense facilitates. better. So we're agreeing that TJ McConnell does almost everything better than Aaron Holiday. Except score. And he only did that in the playoffs as well. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, so your list, again, isn't making much sense Do here. I Do I like McConnell as a player better than Holiday? Yeah. But Aaron Holiday did perform better this year. He started a ton of games. Um, That's crazy. What, that he started? TJ McConnell, over for the whole season, was a better player than Aaron Holiday. Yeah, I guess He performed right, better. Huh? Yes. Man, I'm getting recency bias again, aren't I? Yeah, and it's a weird recency bias where it isn't even really right. <laughs> Again. Man, yeah, you know what, dude? This baby shocked your brain. You're Believe remembering weird things. Yeah, I uh, haven't got a lot of sleep recently. <laughs> um, but Do you even remember saying that already? Like what? five minutes ago. The McConnell thing? No, that you didn't get a lot of sleep recently. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I actually didn't know I said that already. But, yeah, I have McConnell at nine. And number eight, I have Doug McDermott. Interesting. Number seven, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go through a few of these real quick. I've Aaron Holiday at seven, okay, which I, I know you're gonna disagree with. So I have McDermott at eight, Aaron Holiday at seven, and Justin Holiday at six. Okay. So what what do you think about that right there? We I can include McConnell in this nine, eight, seven, six. I list. think you got some recency bias there again with McDermott, and you're dropping him down based on his playoff performance and his bubble performance. He he was one of the solid contributors throughout the whole season. All these guys here, like. TJ McConnell, Aaron Holiday, Doug McDermott, they're probably all three interchangeable at whatever three spots you want to put them here. We're really picking at straws. Can, I don't know. I'm looking for an idiom. Nothing came. That wasn't <laughs> Grasping a thing. at straws, yeah. No, Grasping uh, at straws. Grasping is. is what you're thinking. As of. we're trying to rank these three guys, it, put them wherever you want, but I think these are the three right spots yeah. for those guys. Um, I could I could definitely see McDermott being seven over Aaron Holiday, but I don't see him being any higher than that because yeah. Justin Holiday had a better year than McDermott. Yes. McDermott's been really good for us off the bench, and his pairing with McConnell has been great mm-hmm. and something I hope we get to see next year. We'll see if McConnell comes back. Yep. But, yeah, he's been a ton of fun to watch. I have him at eight. I have Aaron Holiday at seven, and I have Justin Holiday at six. And Justin Holiday really earned that sixth spot. He did. Especially as, what, like our fourth or fifth favorite free agency signing this year and yeah. then turning into our sixth best player and maybe even our fifth. We'll get to the top five. I mean, we already know Sabonis is one because <laughs> I gave that away already. Yeah, and um, Justin Holiday, he's a key guy to watch in this offseason – I think he needs to be a target to re-sign, depending on who the new coach is, everything surrounding that. He's definitely a guy who's proven he can come in off the bench and get his shots and score and be a leader for this team. Yeah, and if it's not the Pacers, someone's going to give him a multi-year deal. Yeah, he's, and I'll be happy for him wherever he goes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's one of those players where he was only a Pacer for one year, but he definitely like left a, left a stamp on uh, Indy. Yep. Next, I, we're in the top five now, Jeremy. Are you ready? Yeah. Is it Miles Turner? I have Oladipo at five. Okay, that's fair. He was hurt as well. Yeah, and I hated having Turner over Oladipo um, because, I, you, you know, I, well, actually, I don't know if you knew this already. I'm not a big Miles Turner fan. Yeah. You know what? I'm. People are making me mad with the Turner slander. Oh, really? It's a little much. Oh, really? It's a little much. So uh, well, let's talk about Turner real quick then. We'll get back to Oladipo. No, let's talk to Oladipo. Okay, well, okay. Oladipo, Oladipo's fifth came back uh, midway through the season and uh, didn't 
come back to where he was before the injury, obviously, because yeah. it was a traumatic injury and he was out for a whole year. But his first game back, what, missed eight threes in a row, but then hit one that sent the game into overtime. Yep. Um, and then ended up winning us the game in overtime, too. So that's not my point of him being uh, worth worthy of number five on this list. But, I mean, through the playoffs all the way up till game four against the Heat, I think Oladipo really proved that he's getting to where he needs to be as a leader, um, as a player, and physically, too. So I have him at fifth. It was hard for me to put him below Turner, um, but Turner played all year. Well, I think if Justin Holiday had shot better in the bubble in the playoffs, then probably you could have had him above Oladipo for the season because Oladipo never really got to that level he used to be at, and he struggled with turnovers and missing threes a lot. So having him at five I think is fair. Yeah, if the bubble never happened, Oladipo would be sixth on this list. Mm. Um, so, Which means Justin Holiday would have been top five, and yeah. that's a big deal. So number four, I have Miles Turner. Okay, and my big reasoning here is uh, just from watching some games uh, since the season's ended for the Pacers, it's it's pretty clear that he's so important on the defensive end for the Pacers. I've always said he's not yes. a good defender. I I do I stand by that in a way where I don't think he can guard a modern four in the NBA, and I don't think he can always guard a modern five in the NBA. Um, but he can protect the rim, and he is an anchor on defense where he's telling people where they need to be the whole time. Reminder that the only reason he's not a defensive player of the year candidate every year is because he doesn't rebound as well as the other centers which is that even a defensive stat it's one of the reasons gobert wins it all the time which is crazy it's so crazy Um, he had the last year gobert won it uh miles turner had as good or better stats in defensive categories across the board yeah but his he gets four or five less rebounds a game so i mean turner can hit threes he can protect the rim and he's important in guiding the defense. Um, so that's where that's why I put him at four. He's not my favorite player. I would love to see him or Sabonis get traded this year just so we can um, split up those center positions um, because you can't start two centers, and Miles Turner can't guard a four or five really in the NBA. So fourth is good for him for now because he uh, was good this year. But okay in general. All right, number three, I have Malcolm Brogdon. Okay. That's um, fair. Yeah, I mean – do I really need to say anything about this? He was our third best player this year, right? Well, I think if you take the season as a whole, probably Warren and Brogdon are tied right there. I think they had equally good seasons. Um, Warren in the bubble in the playoffs definitely showed out, but Brogdon had big games in the playoffs too, so I think they're right there together. Yeah, he's an important clutch player for the Pacers. If we need a bucket at the end of the game, even if he's shooting bad for the game in whole, like there's a great chance he's going to score. The way he uses his body to get into the paint is insane, and the way he leads this offense, too. Who are you talking tr- about? Huh? Who are you talking about? Brogdon. Okay. Who did you think I was talking about? Everything you said could have been about Warren, too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But the the what I, what I was saying before you cut me off here, Jeremy, was <laughs> um, when he has the ball in his hands, you know that he's not going to lose it and that the offense is going to be run and it's going to be run really well. So I appreciated him as our point guard this year, and I'm excited um, to have him as our point guard um, in years to come. Mm -hmm. I agree. So number two, obviously, Sabonis is one. Um, So we have T.J. Warren at two, or I have T.J. Warren at two. If we're just talking bubble, he's our best player. And if we're talking season as a whole, he could be our third best player, which we are. But um, on my list, I have him at two. Any problems with that? Yeah, I think I'm going to call you Ramona Shelburne because I'm sensing a lot of narrative-based voting, voting <laughs> in this list. 
<laughs> wow, shots at Ramona Shelburne. You're you got a lot of narrative stuff in here. And I think you're leaving a lot of the play out of it. <laughs> but like So I, what do you think? He should be one? No, like I said, he him and <laughs> him and Brogdon, two or three, yeah. either way. I mean, look, I wasn't the biggest fan of TJ Warren beginning of the season. You were the world's worst a biggest hater. You're the opposite of a fan. Yes, I was the opposite of a fan. I hated his shots. Um, and I think I, I, I was quoted as saying uh, that he reminded me of Lance Stevenson with shot selection. Yeah. Um, he still does, but he hits, he, he hits, he hits his shots. Well, um, now you're he, driving the bandwagon. <laughs> now I am driving the bandwagon, and anyone's welcome to join. Um, but, yeah, I mean, throughout the year, he, he was pretty much our best scorer. Um, and especially towards the end when he was unlocked and put at the four position, then we just saw him take another step um, talent-wise. And um, hopefully we get to see him at the four next year, and he could maybe be our next or our best player next year as yeah. well. So um, I have him at two. And then, like I said earlier, at the very beginning, before I changed the um, format, I have Sabonis at one. So <laughs> real quick, I'm going to go through the list top to bottom. Okay. Um, Sabonis, Warren, Brogdon, Turner, Oladipo. That's my top five. And then this is where we start having some disagreements, and um, this list could change in my head tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> it probably will. But then we have Justin Holiday, Aaron Holiday, Doug McDermott, McConnell, and Jeremy Lamb. That's top ten. So that was six through ten. And then we have Jakar Sampson, Edmund Sumner, Goat Gabatadze, Nas Mitrilong, Alize Johnson. That's fifteen. And then sixteen we have T.J. Leaf, seventeen Brian Bowen, eighteen myself, Jack Brown, nineteen. Everyone listening at home, including Jeremy and Austin right here. And then 20, we have Monte Ellis because he <laughs> contributed nothing. So that's our top 20 Pacers this year. Um, if you have any disagreements or you want you want to talk more about this, then uh, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, let us know if we're wrong or if we're right, but mostly if we're right, okay? Yeah, definitely let me know if I was right and let Jack know <laughs> if he was wrong. <laughs> All right, let's review what's been going on in the offseason so far for the Pacers. As far as any trades or free entry rumors – all quiet here. I haven't heard anything. I don't think you guys have heard anything either. Oh well, just the the eight point nine seconds dot uh, com uh, article that said the Pacers should trade Oladipo, Sabonis, and a second round pick for Bradley Beal and Troy Brown Jr. That's all I've that's all I've seen. Yeah, not really a rumor. Not a rumor. <laughs> just like, what are you talking about over here? Come on, guys. But uh, they should do that if the Wizards called with that oh offer. Oh my! No, they shouldn't. What are you talking about? Bro, I'd rather have Bradley Beal than both of those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah but you lose tr- both of those guys. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I said. I said I would rather have Bradley Beal wow. than both of those guys. Okay, okay, agree to disagree. I think it's the Wizards saying no to that. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I don't so. know why the Wizards would want. Really? The Wizards are rebuilding. Why do they want injured Oladipo? And injured Sabonis. <laughs> oh, yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they'd lose more games if they're actually like really injured, right? They're losing plenty of games right now. <laughs> With Bradley Beal as their best player. So, I mean, what does that tell They're you? They're going to get $50 million John Wall back. <laughs> hey, yes. but if you all hear any rumors, send them our way. We like reviewing them and laughing at them if they're terrible. <laughs> yeah, make up a rumor if you want. It's yeah, please. Dead. I mean, that's pretty much what people are doing anyways. <laughs> it's kind of dead right now. For the Pacers, at least. I mean, it's yeah. Still other teams playing, but the Pacers aren't. <laughs> yeah, but those teams are irrelevant, right? As a Pacers podcast. Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, we we do have some concrete chatter, if you will. And a concrete wall. Yeah. And a concrete floor. And a concrete floor. But most importantly, concrete chatter on the coaching front. Yes. Uh, Billy Donovan has been confirmed as one of the coaches that is interviewing. Just a quick review. All the, all the names that have been thrown out there, 
pretty officially former Kings coach Dave Yeager, Spurs assistants Becky Hammond and Will Hardy, Miami assistants Dan Craig and Chris Quinn, Dallas assistants assistants Jamal Mosley and Steven Silas, Bucks assistants Darvin Ham, Charles Lee, just added Billy Donovan. We got Mike D'Antoni. And no, am I miss, am I missing anybody? I think I'm missing uh, somebody. Kenny Atkinson Kenny was Atkinson, mentioned at maybe. once, but yeah, he's uh, linked to the Bulls right now. Uh, Mike Brown, did you say that? And Mike Brown, that's the other one. Yeah. yeah. So did you say Chauncey Billups at all? And Chauncey Billups. Yeah, there's maybe. a lot of names out there. The pa- the Pacers have uh, made a lot of names. According to public, uh, Sham Sharania in the Athletic today, the Pacers are doing interviews, non-in-person interviews with around 12 people. And then they'll cut it down to six for in-person interviews. So hopefully we'll be hearing who they cut it down to in the near future. As of right now, we just have the giant list. So it's all in the up, up in the air still. So what's not in person? Are they going to text? Probably a Zoom. Oh, a Zoom call. Oh, yeah, that makes more Zoom. sense than texting. Maybe a phone interview. <laughs> what's the worst not in person interview you could do? Uh, snail mail. <laughs> <laughs> just straight USPS letter writing. <laughs> To my but dearest Pacers organization. You know, in these times, maybe the league should be doing that. They should go yeah. all USPS, save the post office. Buy stamps. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. I'm saving the post office right now. I sold this battery on or this uh, charging box for a Segway. I found one at a Goodwill for a buck, so I bought it. Sold it for 15 bucks. I don't even know who has a Segway anymore, but I sold it for 15 bucks. Went to the uh, post office to ship it today, and it cost me $9.60 to ship it. So, uh yeah, I'm, I, I gave them a lot of business today. I, I hope it holds them over for a little bit. Hey, tell your congressman, expand funding for the post office. Then you won't have to pay those prices because it'll be covered by taxpayer dollars instead of you needing to ship something. <laughs> or Amazon could just take over, right? Can I, I can just hook the battery up to a drone and it can fly to California. No. <laughs> Break up Amazon. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, and that is your... Uh, Monopoly busting rumors <laughs> for today. <laughs> hey, if you want to go back to selling things to people, our mutual friend, who will remain nameless, but his last name's Elmore. Uh, I was going to sell him my old computer for five hundred dollars. He was like, "Okay, I can't. I can't buy." This was I don't know two three months ago. He's like, "I can't buy it right now." But don't sell it. I was like, okay, man, I really don't have any rush to sell it. But now all this time's gone by, and I, I want to get the money. And so uh, I'm like, hey, do you want to buy this still? And he left me on red. <laughs> so if anybody out there wants to buy a computer, <laughs> yeah, give the specs. Let's let's allow someone the opportunity to buy it. Uh, well, I'm gonna tell you right now. I was giving him a discount. You're not gonna get it for five hundred dollars. <laughs> you might get it for six or seven. But uh, what it's if a they Mac- use a promo code? Can we give him a promo code? Listen to listen to the salesmanship, man. <laughs> use use promo code producer breezy, and you can get this computer sight unseen for only seven hundred dollars. Yes. Okay, and I like that promo. Only, code. You can only get it for seven hundred dollars if he edits this episode. If he doesn't edit edit this episode, you can get it for eight hundred. <laughs> Shoot, man. All right, so get those promo codes in. Uh, it's a 2014 Mac Mini, great specs. Yeah, and he he yeah. only he only works for twenty percent tip as well, so. Um, yeah. You gotta add like eighty bucks or what, one hundred sixty bucks onto that. So <laughs> yeah, you're sure. looking at close Whatever. to a thousand at this point. 
Which is a bargain. I paid like 1800 for it. Yeah, it's a great deal. As everyone knows, technology moves super slow. So in the past six years, there's definitely not been any improvements in computer technology. No, no but I will say you can't get this computer. You can't get it for $1,000 right now. What can you, you get go. it for? I don't know, but I paid significantly more for the one I got. All so right, well, if, you, if you're it. interested, uh, let us know. Use the promo code Producer Combs. The only thing it can't do is use Native Instruments plugins. And if you don't even know what I'm talking about, then you don't even need to worry about it. <laughs> well, just based on how the segment has gone, you can tell there's not really very many off-season rumors. <laughs> I will say, here's one thing I'll say is, uh, I kind of quit caring about Indiana University basketball when they didn't hire Billy Donovan. So if the Pacers hired Billy Donovan, I feel like that might be some retribution. Ooh, You might be a Hoosiers fan again? Uh, I just think for Indiana basketball fans in general. Well, you are you are a Hoosiers fan though. Sorry, but you're just not you don't follow them the same way that you used to. Right. Yeah. So, but it still wouldn't do anything for that because I think college basketball is the most boring thing in the world. <laughs> uh, and you can use promo code producer breezy to buy the Hoosiers hoodie off of Breezy's back. Yeah, yeah it's freshly wearing, worn. He's wearing it now. We'll send it to you fresh. That's a promo code producer breezy. Wow. Look at this. You're wearing a Pacers sweatshirt, Jeremy. Austin, you're wearing a Hoosier sweatshirt, and I'm wearing nothing. I'm wearing well, some Well, you have shorts. on clothes. Oh, mm. yeah, I do. I'm wearing clothes. You do have clothes on. Yes, so. great point. My bad. It is hoodie night, though. All right, speaking of Billy Donovan and the rest of the coaches, what do you guys think of the two new names, which are Billy Donovan and Mike Brown? Do you, do you want to start with Mike Brown, Austin, or Billy Donovan? Yeah, if it's Mike Brown, I'll just instantly the All Dot Fart Sounds podcast. <laughs> I'm on board with that, actually. That would it's be not a bad idea. Yeah, it'd just be a terrible hire. Hey, um, that's not a bad podcast idea. Just having different fart sounds every week. <laughs> There's a ludicrous song that's just fart a man taking a poop. Really? Yeah, on uh, it was a skit. Oh, okay. Back when rap albums had skits, I think it was on Chicken and Beer. Uh, but yeah, there's a song called "The Black Man's Struggle." Okay. Yeah. And hey, shout out to Ludacris, man. It's just a guy taking a dump. It's pretty funny if you <laughs> you're into that stuff. <laughs> All right. So uh, my thoughts on Mike Brown are uh, I don't want Mike Brown as our coach. Yeah, Jack and I were talking about this earlier, and I said I'm sure he's he's had to have learned something as his time in his time as an assistant. So surely he'd be better than he has been in the past. But I still don't want him. <sighs> I don't know. He's, he's coached LeBron now and then he coached the lakers right with kobe towards the end where where else was he am i missing anything or was he even he was in, in golden state as, yeah, an, as assistant. an assistant oh i guess he was the head coach for that's like why i think he would, for a little bit that's why i think he had to pick up stuff there like they have such a good staff there you can't come out if you come out of there and you don't learn anything new then you're doing something wrong yeah and he's still young for a coach i saw that he just turned 50 well, um, part of me thinks it's a courtesy call like yeah. a former Pacers assistant, we got to get him in the door for at least a phone interview. So. Yeah, and who knows, like maybe other teams will see this and be like, oh. They're going to bring him into the building just to call him on the phone? Yeah, well, it's a courtesy <laughs> call, but it, they want to be a little insulting. Okay. <laughs> so they're going to tell him, hey, come on in for the interview, but when he gets there, they're going to be like, oh, no, it's a phone interview. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what what are your thoughts on Mike Brown, though? I just gave them. You might <laughs> Ten you seconds ago. No. <laughs> Jack I, is forgetting everything. <laughs> I wasn't even listening to what you said. But so you don't you're not a fan? No. Okay. And Austin, you're not a fan? 
<laughs> no. And I'm not a fan. All right. So what I about would be Billy a fan Donovan? of Billy Donovan, though. I he think would? he'd be a good fit. Yeah. That's a nice hire. Yeah. The way that that he turned around OKC this year. Maybe not turned around, but wildly exceeded expectations. I, I don't know if Billy Donovan's in my top three, but he's not in my bottom three. He's, right. he's not in my bottom. He's he's in my top six for sure, right? Fair enough. Yeah. So I, I, I'd expect him to get an in-person interview. Yeah, I think it would be weird if he didn't. Yeah. Any other free agency off-season thoughts before we wrap this thing up? Breezy? Do you guys have any bold free agency predictions? I I don't. I haven't thought about it really. Well, what's your been bold? invested in the playoffs. I'm just going to tell you what's going to happen right now. Let's hear it. You guys might not like this. You might love it. I'm going to tell you, I'm 99.9% sure that next year the Pacers are going to sign Bryn Forbes. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel it in my bones. (laughs) Such a weird take. I wouldn't. All right, I need an explanation. I mean, why why, do you think this? Were you thinking like it was going to be a superstar take? Jeremy, because I was thinking he was going. There are like no the superstar route. free agents. If you could, if you'd ask me, hey, make a list of all the guys, one through however many you think, in order the likelihood the Pacers will sign them. I don't know if I would remember Brent Forbes that. to put <laughs> on the list. I did do that weeks ago. I said who they ought to target. Um, and he, I've listed eight guys, and he was not one of them, but. I indented and said, Bryn Forbes will be a pacer. <laughs> All right, what's the thought process? I just closed my eyes, and I was, oh, when I was looking at the free agents, and I was like, who can I see in a pacer's jersey? And I just, everybody, if you're out there, close your eyes, and you can clearly see Bryn Forbes in a pacer's jersey. He's like 6'3, he's like a tweener guard, he is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's hey, he's played one, in the playoffs. If there's one thing we definitely need, it's more kind of tall tweener guards. We don't have <laughs> enough of those. So I just think he's going to be added uh, guard depth. Yeah. Um, can I say something real quick? I'm looking through the free agents this year. A lot of these guys have player options, but number 11th on this list uh, is Aaron Baines as top free agents. So it is. It is a little bit of a rough year for yeah. free agency. Baines number one is a is, fine backup. Yeah, but number one is Anthony Davis, which we all expect him to sign in L.A. Yeah, um, he won't and be. And then one. number two is Brandon Ingram, and then three is yeah. Fred VanVleet. So there's a big drop off there. Yeah, none of those guys will be free agents. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Does uh, Toronto even have that much money to spend? Because VanVleet's going to get a good amount of money. They have bird rights on VanVleet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. he's only and they're going to keep paying. Yeah, so. Um, and they, uh, you know what? Though they'll have a lot of money coming off because I don't think they'll bring back Ibaka, and they definitely won't bring back Marcus Saul, who was like twenty million dollars this yeah, year. Yeah, who didn't play in the clutch? Yep. Yeah. What we really need to happen, Pacers fans out there, is Andre Drummond to not pick up his player option and then sign with the Pacers. That's just insane. And now you've you got can't. three centers. Well, no, we obviously have to get rid of Turner in this case, and then we have the best player in the NBA. At center for the Pacers and Andre Drummond. Oh God, him and Sabonis together. <laughs> it's just you can't. You Sounds just, you horrible. Can't win with Drummond. It's, no, we'll just get. We'll so teach obvious. Drummond how to shoot a three. <laughs> he was supposed to be learning uh, this yeah. past off season, and I, th- I remember when Dwight Howard was learning. Do you remember that? 
Yeah, when, okay, once we've gotten to Jack's Andre Drummond take, you, we know it's time to shut this thing down. <laughs> the real one, number Start one down. target that they need to go after, I think, Davis Bertans. I love it. I'm a big Davis Bertans hey, fan. one-time pacer. True. I didn't know that. We drafted him, drafted and, him uh, and we had his rights and then traded. Yep. Man, the Pacers trade all their good players to yeah, San I mean, Antonio. Tr- the <laughs> draft the draft trades, It's uh, we drafted Kawhi, Davis Bertans, Karis LeVert. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Jesus, we got rid of all man. of them. So, but it was Bogdan, right? Was it? Am I wrong on that? I don't think we drafted Bogdan. I'll I'll, I'll do my research. If you want to start the closing, I'll uh, I'll I'll let you know by the end of this. Okay. Hopefully, it's fast enough. And don't sleep on Jordan Clarkson in a Pacers jersey. Yeah. Uh, not opposed to that. He balled out to end the season. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. I, we were all over the place today. We were just excited to be back. We had a lot to talk about, but also weirdly nothing to talk about, but we made it work. Uh, please follow us on Instagram at all.pacers and on Twitter at all underscore pacers, and we'll see you next time. Peace out. Oh, hang on. Sorry, not peace out. Jeremy, let me add something real quick. Okay. Bogdan Bogdanovich was, in fact, drafted by Phoenix. I was wrong. You were wrong. I was wrong. I, knew I don't know why I thought that. So. I told you. Anyway, peace out. Peace out. It's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent.